Hello and welcome to the Inner Work Conversation. I'm Nikki Cross and today I am recording my third It's My Birthday Lessons from a Business Owner. So in the last episode in 182, I actually summarized what I've gathered from the last two of these that I've recorded. I looked back on episode 40, which was the lessons that I took as a 35-year-old business owner, and on episode 92, which really summarized and documented the lessons I took from a 36-year-old business owner. And this episode is is giving you all the lessons that I've learned as a 37-year-old business owner. These are, do you know what? This is one of the things that it's so easy for me to not sit down and record these episodes, but I'm so glad that I am and that I have, because even looking back in the last episode, 182, yeah, I was looking back on 40 and 92 and even in 92, I could hear things that I was saying and justifying and really believing that I actually disagree with now. Um, so let's jump, let's jump in. First thing is I am learning that it's not just good to evolve and disagree with yourself and change and grow. It's actually, it's actually necessary. It's actually required in business. I think that there can be a lot of stigma and a lot of judgment from self and others when it comes to people changing and growing. And um, because sometimes that does look like us disagreeing with our past selves. And I think it's a skill that goes against what society and you know, culturally will, will want you to believe, which is, no, you've, you've got to sort of present as this ongoing, consistent nature. And I don't believe that's true anymore. And I'm not sure I, I ever really did. I think that I was just following what I believed I should think. But first point here that I've really learned this year is it's good to evolve. It really is. And if any of you are at a stage in your business where you're wondering, you know, should I put this opinion out there or should I own that in my business? Or because what if I disagree with myself in future? Or even should I put this work of art or this piece of work out there just in case in future I think it's cringe? Please be cringe. Please, <laughs> please allow yourself to change and grow and please allow yourself to document the journey. It's such a nourishing and grounding experience to be able to look back on yourself and really see how far you've grown and see how far you've come and watch how compassionate and loving you can be towards yourself when you've done things in business and in life. But we're talking about business today where you don't necessarily agree with what you've done or you, it, looking back, you thought at the time it was an amazing piece of work and actually listening back or looking back, you think, oh, that's a bit shit <laughs> or you cringe at it. That's a really beautiful experience to have with yourself. I think what it shows, the reason why I believe it's beautiful is because you are able to grow out loud. You're able to hold yourself in high regard, even if you look back and not just disagree with your old self, but think some of the things that you said or did was cringy. So that's where we start. Next point says here, I've grown to realize that establishing yourself takes time. So what I mean here is, I feel like in business, I, I don't know if this is coming with age, or I don't know if this is coming with experience of having my own business, or if it's a bit of both. What I can tell you is, it is taking me and has taken me time to establish my identity, my way, my style, my preferences even. You know, it's taken me a long time to 
own those things about myself. And when I look back or I listen back to the early episodes of the Inner Work Conversation, and I think back to the way I used to navigate my clients' journeys and just the way I used to price myself and position myself. And I think that it's not a case of I never knew who I was. It's not ever a case of I didn't know my identity or my way or my style or my preferences. I just think that I conform less now. So this isn't like maybe the statement is wrong. I've grown to realize that establishing yourself takes time. I think it may be more the case that it takes time for you to step into your own true authenticity. I think that we all, whether it's age, whether it's experience in business, whatever it is, I think that all of us go through conforming to the norm or conforming to what we think people will like or conforming to standards that aren't really our standards However that looks for you, you've got your own version of that. For me, I think that that's something that I've grown into and therefore have let go of expectations of myself to conform. And so the feeling that is underlying there isn't necessarily confidence. It's more groundedness in myself. What I find myself doing less of these days is looking to people outside of me, like other people who I deem as more experienced or more successful in business and looking at how they're doing things and looking at how they're how they're navigating the business world is what I'm trying to say. I don't find myself wanting now to replicate their way of doing it. I notice it and I can definitely glean from their experiences and I can definitely use their experiences and their opinions as fuel to help me decide what my opinions and my style and my preferences are, but I don't feel as led anymore by those I used to look up to. And that doesn't mean that there aren't people in business out there that I don't look up to and don't see as my role models. It's just, I no longer see their way or opinion as greater than mine. And before I leave this point and move on, my encouragement today in what I'm sharing is, I should have said this at the front of the episode, it's not to take what I'm saying and go, oh cool, so Nikki's learned these things. I want you to take them and utilize them to navigate your own growth. Use my experiences that I'm sharing and reflect that back to yourself. That's what I'm saying. Next point. Oh, this is an interesting one. My view on sales has changed. So in, I think it was in one of the last two, it's either episode 40 or episode 92. It's only a sentence. You could easily overlook it. But I hear myself say in one of those episodes, you know, I don't sell, I don't convince. And although I don't convince now, (laughs) I'm not saying I'll talk about it in a minute or in a bit, What I can hear in myself looking back is real resistance to self-promotion, real resistance to marketing and sales. It's always been a thing for me and it continues to be a thing. I'm not going to come to you today and say I am over that because I'm definitely still, it's something I'm still working on. However, my view on self-promotion and sales has changed. I believe now I believe that sales is an absolutely vital skill and also it honors those that we serve. I hated the thought of sales. I really did. It it felt really icky. What I've realized is actually my view about what selling is was completely squiff. It was completely off. I was actually just looking at it wrong. I was actually just, the whole concept is just something that I was looking at wrong. And also I'm going to pull myself up on this as well. I was looking at it wrong 
to enable me to avoid it. Do you ever find yourself doing that where you want to avoid doing something, you don't like the idea of doing it, so you'll judge it, you'll go, oh, I don't like that. And it's, <laughs> I think that we really have to be very honest with ourselves in business and be like, is it that you don't like it, as in you're judging the activity, you're judging it because you don't like the thought of you doing it? And is there something in that for you to look at? What I now realize is selling is just being very clear with people. It's just structuring information about what you do, who you do it for, what result you can facilitate and guarantee. It's packaging all of that up and telling people about it so that other people can make an informed decision about whether they want to work with you or not. That's all it is. I think when I look at it from that way, I recognize and I realize that that is part of running a profitable and sustainable business. What I've done over the past 18 months, I would say, is eradicated any presumptions that I had about other people. Successful business results don't just land in your lap and it is entitled to think that they do. I think that if you look at any into anyone else's world, what you will see on the outside is someone running their business. And you're probably, if you're looking at it on Instagram or LinkedIn or on their website, you're probably going to see that they're running their business and it's being successful. But I think that it's presumptuous and a bit ignorant, to be honest, to not appreciate the sales work that goes into them running that. I think to think that business results just land in your lap um, and to shun the activities that, that bring the right people into your world so that you can serve them, I've learned the big lesson around <laughs> just is the wrong way to look at it. And just to be clear on what I mean when I say, when I said earlier on, you know, saying all of these things out loud, what you do, who it's for, what results you're facilitating, a big, massive chunk of that work that I did with myself on getting clarity around all of that so that I can promote my services it helps me to make it very clear who I am and what I do and who I do it for and what results I facilitate so that they can easily engage with me or not. And that's the point. When I was in the first couple of years in business, there was a big part of me that didn't want to polarize. There was a big part of me that didn't want to put people off. There was a big part of me that didn't want to exclude certain groups of people. And what I recognize now is you don't have to exclude people outwardly, but you it is in everyone's best interest for you to own out loud who your work is best suitable for. And therefore, who it's less suitable for. It's it's normal for certain people to come to your service door and be like, I need to work with you. This is exactly what I need. It's all that's as normal as other people going it's not really for me. <laughs> They're both normal. That's fucking normal. It makes the right people come to your door and to work with you and it turns the other people off and that is how it should be. You are not for everyone and that isn't just okay, it's actually perfect. So that's that point. Let's wrap that one up. <laughs> so the next point is your fears don't stop, they just change. Okay, so what I mean here is as I navigate business, what I recognize is there are fears that live within me and they, they're not there for me to overcome. They're just there for me to learn how to not emotionally react to them when they roar or when self-doubt crops up or when I am questioning myself or any of the things that come up. 
I don't believe anymore that the point is overcoming them. I believe that in trying to overcome things, I believe that you're pouring your energy and attention into the wrong place because it's normal. It's normal for fear to come up as you navigate through business because hopefully what you're doing by navigating business is you're going into the unknown. You're not trying to hide away from it. I said in the lead up episode to this one that what I've gained the most traction from in my business is actually going like learning as I go, making moves and making mistakes and learning from them, as opposed to taking the route and the style of trying to navigate business, avoiding making mistakes, avoiding um, making moves and avoiding the judgment of others and avoiding failure. I think that they're two different approaches and I'm glad that I'm doing the one which is making mistakes one because although it's uncomfortable and although it does mean that my fears have more opportunities to crop up more frequently, I would rather that experience than try and avoid my fears. And what it's shown me is the value in my own work and it's the irony of what I do, right? Because I am here to help facilitate other people's growth and give them the tools to navigate their inner world so that they can have a better inner inner experience as they navigate business. But I also recognize the power of my work because I have to do it too. It's not, <laughs> I have to be the taker of my own medicine before I prescribe and help other people use that medicine. I've really noticed over the past year, my fears, they don't stop, they just change as I navigate different things in business, I recognize it's like, oh, there's that old friend, self-doubt. I didn't realize you were going to come to this part of the party. But actually, we're, we're navigating different things and the self-doubt is going to come up about different things. And we we can't expect it not to. We can't expect to overcome it. It's not a once and done thing. Hopefully it's not a once and done thing because what if it's not, what it means is you're continually growing, you're continually making moves and that's a good thing, but it does signify to me the importance of this work. And that's not to mention, by the way, I've talked there about the fears that live within me. There's also the fears that are elicited from outside of me. The moment I go online, the moment I listen to a podcast that was the wrong choice of podcast to listen to or consume something where it makes me question my own progress or makes me compare my progress to either where I believe it should be or where someone else is at my stage in business, I think that that leads us into very dangerous grounds and very dangerous territory because the fears are then elicited from your outside world. Does that make sense? So I've got, I recognize that there are fears that live within me and they'll always come up and that's normal. And normalizing them is part of making the journey easier. But also, depending on where you pay your energy and attention to, there's also fears that can be elicited from outside of you. And please reflect that back to yourselves. Where is it that you notice that when you pay your attention to over there, it actually elicits fears inside of you? So is it someone, is it looking at someone else's social media accounts and going and comparing yourself to them? Or is it looking at the news and looking at the social and cultural narrative? And is it fear that elicits itself from there? Is it actually consuming your own comparison against yourself and being like, well, I thought like expectation comparison, I thought I should be here by now and I'm not. Where are your fears being elicited from that are outside of you? And how can you support yourself 
by being mindful about what you consume. That's been a huge lesson for me. And I continue, by the way, supporting myself through my own inner fears and also limiting the amount of stuff that I that I expose myself to that I believe isn't useful for me. I believe isn't conducive to my growth and isn't conducive to the results that I want to create with my business. And just to wrap up this point, it, all of that has made me so much more grounded and confident in my work because when you when you take your own medicine, it actually makes you firsthand appreciate the power of it. You know, situations have required me to really do my own work and the benefit of that, the outcome of that is I stand more firmly behind what I offer, who to, who for. If you listen back in episodes 174 and 175, I think they were the first episodes where I really stood in my own ground. I really stood firmly out loud owning what I want in my business, who I want to do it for, like all of the things. And that that groundedness, it's like the feeling is my feet are in the ground and the longer I stand and just allow myself to be still and own what I do, the deeper my roots get. It feels like that. And I don't know if you've ever heard this and I'm probably going to butcher the saying, but the deeper your roots get, the bigger the tree can grow. The deeper my roots grow down, the more I feel like I can grow upwards. And that feels really powerful. Okay, last couple of points. (laughs) This next one, I've just written these down and I'm laughing because I knew what I meant when I wrote this one down. It just says this, you are responsible, so be responsible. (laughs) Okay, so... I think that it's very easy for us in business in particular to point away from ourselves, to look at the results that we're getting and point outside of ourselves. Results honesty is, it's what we're talking about here. You are responsible, be responsible. What I've learned in the last year, particularly in business is it's not useful to abdicate yourself from responsibility. So whilst you're not responsible for everything, And I'm not here to say that you are. I'm not here to say that you're responsible for the things outside of your control. I'm not here to say that you're responsible for mental health issues or physical health issues. Not at all. Absolutely not. I'm not here to say you are responsible for um, having to be a carer of an elderly parent. None of those things. What I am saying though is results honesty means you are responsible. So fucking be responsible as in for all of the outcomes that you're creating in business, try to find the areas where you contributed through either your action or lack of action and try and hold yourself responsible so that you can move forward more powerfully, more objectively, with more account self-accountability to create better results for yourself. It is so easy to believe our own bullshit that says, oh, well, that happened because of this and that happened because of that. And I that happened because I can't do this because of them. It's so easy to not, and I want to be really clear here, not practice being responsible because I believe it is a practice. It's a practice being honest enough with yourself to look at a situation, particularly with the undesirable results in business. It's so fucking easy to look at the undesirable outcomes in business. So it could be revenue. It could be uh, your social media following or engagement. It could be how your clients or team are behaving. 
it's so easy to be like, yeah, well, that's just happening and it's just happening to me and I there's nothing I can do. And it's just very frustrating and upsetting. Now, like I said, there is absolutely areas of every situation that you have absolutely no control over, absolutely no influence over, because it is just the way it is. You can't control people. You can't control, and nor should you, you can't control circumstances. But what you can control is yourself, your attitude towards things, the actions that you do and don't take. And what I believe is a very powerful activity is the practice of as objectively as you can drop, like looking at your situation, looking at your business results and actually assessing without judgment, without self-criticism, actually assessing as objectively as you can, where could I have done things differently? What led to that undesired business outcome or undesired behavior or undesired thing that I can learn from and do differently, that I can learn from and take more accountability of? And that goes for everything. It goes for if you've got negative feedback. It goes for if you are getting business results that you don't really want to get. It goes for everything. If you are able to hone the skill of being responsible as a business owner or as a person in business without self-criticism and without self-judgment, what I promise you that one of the results that you might not realize that you're going to get from this practice, but it's the most valuable result is you start to learn how to develop without shaming yourself. And that's even more valuable than what you get as a result of it. Like the business results that you get. I I just think it's so important, guys. That lesson for me over the last year has been a huge one. It's so easy to slip into victimhood. And again, that's not to say that you're not a victim. You might be a victim of other people's actions, of circumstances, But when we take that into a victim mentality, we disempower ourselves because we're not owning what we can do, how we can approach things, how we can think about things. By the way, all of what I've just said over the past five minutes or however long it's been also includes how you can support yourself. If I've got a negative business result, an undesired external thing that's happening, and I objectively review where I can be more responsible for that, sometimes being more responsible in business does look like surrendering more. It does look like giving yourself more support. It does look like resting more, rejuvenating more. That is where the Thrive First method came from. Literally, what are you responsible for and how can you support yourself to be able to show up for those things? Whether those things are obligations that you've got, like being a carer, or whether those obligations are business results, or whether they are just things that you want, you know, whether they are your goals, you are responsible. For example, for me, I am a mother, I am a sister, I am a friend, I am a wife, I am a business owner, I am a facilitator of my client's experience. And I am someone who is responsible for taking care of myself. So because I am responsible in all of those ways, take responsibility. And I think that's so important, the act of being so honest, so uncomfortably honest with yourself without then making it mean that you're a dickhead or shaming yourself for it. It's one of the most valuable things that you can do. It's one of the most valuable practices of self-support and support to your business results as well. And the last point that I wanted to make in this episode is confidence is something that is decided on and earned intrinsically and then validated externally. 
not the other way around. I think it's an entitled space to want to feel confidence first to then take action. That's why I believe so many of us, we will we'll sort of hang our hat on external validation before we'll press forward. Likes, testimonials, all of those kinds of external pieces of validation, which we all need and is lovely to get. But one of the biggest things that I've learned this year is I have to decide in advance that I am confident and I have to do the work to intrinsically cultivate that confidence. And then after that, I'll allow it to be externally validated, not before. What I noticed this switcheroo that I've done, particularly over the last year, is I just, I just, um, I just shortened the word particularly then. I said tickly. <laughs> That's definitely a new word now. <laughs> tickly over the last year. Um, yeah, so tickly over the last year is I recognized that prior to this year, I was still looking for external feedback, external input to feel confident first before I would own my confidence internally. And I think that there's a question mark over my integrity there, to be completely honest. If I look back, the work that I've done this year in my services as a service provider and in myself, in my own belief and my own confidence in being able to get my clients the direct business results, the direct external results, as well as the changes in their inner world, I think that there's a lot of work that I've done over the past year to cultivate that inner confidence within myself that means that I can more confidently now stand behind my service, position myself accurately without inflating or making my services or packages shinier to increase the desirability factor. I just stand really firmly in it now instead. And I think that's the point. Confidence for me is something I have to decide on in advance, i.e., what do I do? Who do I do it for? What results can I guarantee that I can facilitate? If I can be really sure in that, I can show up and sell it. If I can be really sure in that, I can show up and assess whether a client is a good fit for me or not, because it's not only me that can make that happen. My clients have to go all in as well. And I recognize that the work that I've done over the past year, I no longer feel this need for external validation before I'll move forward, before I'll press forward, before I'll promote myself and back myself. And it comes through, I believe it comes through in how I feel about my pricing, how I feel about my positioning and how I feel about the services that I offer. And the even the free stuff that I put out there, like this podcast as an example, I think that there's something a switched within me that feels like, me going, no, that's enough. That's valuable as it is on its own. I don't need to fluff it up. I don't need to beef it out. That is just, it's valuable for what it is. And that feels great, <laughs> to be honest. It feels good. It feels really good because I've worked for that. And, I, I, and I'm glad for myself that I feel that. And I want that for you guys too. So that's it really. That's all. <laughs> that's all this year. No, it's probably not. There's probably loads more that I've learned over the past year that didn't make it onto this list. And I'll probably listen back to this episode myself and be like, ah, you missed out all of these things because we're all growing and evolving, right? We're all experiencing things in life and business that are requiring our growth and eliciting it. So I'm sure I've missed off plenty of things, but hopefully that's enough for you guys in this episode. And hopefully that's enough for me to look back on next year 
Hopefully next year I'll be recording another one of these episodes and reflecting back on this one. So to summarize, there's episode 40, which is my birthday lessons as a 35-year-old business owner. There's episode 92 when I was 36 and now 182 because I am now 37. So all of that said, I hope it served you today for me to reflect back on my own lessons. I continue to learn. I just want to make that really clear. None of this is once and done. That's just like saying, well, you know, you go to the gym once and you build the muscle. It's not. It really isn't. That's not how this works. Learning and growing and developing, particularly in business, requires you to keep looping back to the same thing. Your evolution requires you to keep learning the same lesson in different formats. So the more you can own that and not feel ashamed of it and not give yourself shit about it, the better and the, and the better of a time you'll have in your inner world as well. So take that. I will be. Okay. Leaving you there, wrapping up for now. Um, and I'll see you next year. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully please with that, please never forget. I am always cheering you on and I really do hope that you are cheering you on too. Cheers. <laughs>